You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Marin After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Marin After Show. Hey there, Marin fans. You know where you are. This is AfterBuzz TV, the Marin After Show, Season 2, Episode 2, Mark's New Best Friend. I'm Matt Lieberman. Uh, Join me on the panel. Finally, everyone's here. J.B. Zimmerman's here. Happy to be here, people. Yeah, yeah Steve Kaufman is here. Good, good to see everybody. And Jesse Klein is here. Oh, hey everyone. Yes, uh, Stephen Lemieux in the booth. Yeah, pumping out yeah. some wonderful yeah. jazzy oh, yes. tunes. Uh, the uh, everybody the loves uh, Raymond theme song in honor of special guest star Ray Romano. Wait, this isn't an after show for Everybody Loves Raymond. No, get out! <laughs> oh, crap. This is the oh, after no, after no. show. <laughs> this is the after show uh, for the show that's already off the air. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so folks, another great episode of Marin. Mm. Uh, maybe, I don't know, it was interesting to me because now, uh, with the second season, we're getting bigger and bigger guest stars who aren't just coming on just for their interview bits. They're, you know, greatly affecting the story. And, uh, I was talking with some friends, uh, midway through the week, and, you know, one of them made this comment that I didn't necessarily agree with, but like, I, I, I want to know what, how you all land on it. And they were saying, you know, oh, the second season, it isn't great so far. It's too focused on the guest stars and, like, what they can get away with versus, like, the very simple, efficient storytelling of the first season. And, like, on, on a level, I get where the complaint comes from. Because if you love episodes like, you know, the one with the dead animal under the, under the house... Mm, yeah. This is the the exact, you know, the exact opposite where we're, you know, we're taking ourselves out of Mark's normal everyday life and kind of getting kind of a fantasy version where, you know, uh, celebrities come on the show and screw with him and then and then leave. Uh, I personally I've been enjoying the episodes so far, but how do you guys feel? What kind of show do we want? And is that selfish to ask for the show that you want to see? Well, I prefer the big stars coming on and playing caricatures of themselves. Or mm-hmm. It brings a level of reality I like versus they just come on and do their podcast bit and don't want to don't want to take any risks. Like Chris Hardwick played a pretty like bad caricature of himself last week mm-hmm. and it made it made the episode way more fun. Yeah, I kind of like the show as a platform for Mark to kind of play around with. Like I think I think as long as he's having fun then that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. I like the efficient episodes in season 1, but I like these episodes as well where it seems like he's having more fun and kind of like a little bit looser. Yeah, what do you think, JB? I love the cameos. I thought um having sort of two people uh known comics come in per episode for both of the season or shows this season really helped out. I mean, I love the first season too, having that kind of real life um, stories, but it sort of makes it a little bit more interesting having the guests, the the special people who we don't get to see. I think if season one was allowed to be this season as well, it might get a little boring. I mean, there's only so much of his old life that 
we can tr- transform into TV and make it interesting. Yeah, sure. But what I love about what what Jesse said, and I really I really like this idea of the show as a platform for Mark's sense of humor and his sensibility, and how he wants to play with this version of himself. It, you know, a lot of people give Louie as a series, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. compliments for, you know, having a very nebulous nature. It can be anything. It can do anything. It's just an extension of Louis C.K. as an artist. And I, I think that Mark Marin has earned the right to have that same kind of a platform. And it's a unique scenario where you have a comedian playing a version of themselves in, in introducing a lot of elements from their life. And then, you know, feeling free to go with them or abandon them as he sees fit. Yeah, I kind of think it parallels his life as far as, like, the podcast, the first season, mm-hmm. or the first few seasons, it was kind of there, and then all of a sudden it exploded, and then he was starting to book huge guests for that podcast. It wasn't just his friends, it was huge guests, and I think it's just kind of like that's the progression the show is going in as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that idea where it's sort of uh, the show within a show and then back yeah. again. It sort of fuels his own brand in like a really efficient machine. Uh, Louis, which I really like as, as well, sort of goes a different way, more artistic as as you sort of touched on, where it's kind of his delusions as, as a comic and just kind of exploring that in an artistic way, like using the camera efficiently to – to do jokes that you can't really do any other way. Um, Marin sort of takes his podcast format and makes it a show, so I feel like he gets some criticism with mm-hmm. that based on the fact that you don't really need to have, like, be watching it, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, to get the humor, but... Well, I mean, it's it's they're both social commentary shows, right. I, I feel. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, uh, Louis is, uh, again, I, I use this word nebulous, not in any kind of a negative way, mm. but because it is so very structureless versus Marin is taking the uh, the convention of a sitcom, of the comedian sitcom, and using it to make societal commentary, using it to make uh, commentary about his own failing, failings and, you know, how he feels about himself, how he feels about celebrity, talking about his relationship that's now ended in, you know, this very interesting warts and all approach. Uh, I, I personally, as a viewer, really appreciate the groundedness of it. Yeah, and I think I think using the podcast within the show is a great device to just kind of get out how Marin's feeling in mm-hmm. that show. Like it's a great writer's device. And this one where he's talking about like having friends and when he was in high school wanting to have a friend so that he could then uh be like that friend whereas an adult just have people accept him as who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think it was a great way to just kind of get that premise out there without having to do an entire scene about it. Exactly. Well, let's let, let's talk about friendship because this episode is all about uh adult friendships, male friendships. I feel like as time goes on, right? You 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 hit a zenith, I would say, in your early 20s of ease of being able to make guy friends. Mm as an adult like it's really easy to make friends on some level or at least for some people when you're a kid because you're basing it on very you know stupid criteria we live next door to each other let's be friends we're best friends if we live next door to each other. <laughs> right exactly it doesn't matter if we like the same thing or not we're best right. friends oh uh, we next both door? play video games friends. <laughs> best yeah. friends yeah sure geography and a common interest oh god we're yeah besties. right but as you get older you know it it's hard to approach people. It feels weird to like be like. So where are you from, bro? I, I see you're drinking a, an IPA. I'm an IPA guy. Yeah. 
you watch the sports? <laughs> uh, well, man, if, I, I love sports, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. if you call it the sports, probably doesn't help. <laughs> no <laughs> one's calling it the sports. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also the fact that they're celebrities now or pseudo-celebrities makes them so insulated as people. I mean, when you're in that industry, you're so surrounded by everybody that just works with you. So it's a very different environment than just being able to walk around and approach people in a natural way where they're not trying to get something from you or they're not trying to act a certain way to to impress you or get anything. I mean, it's impossible to have a organic relationship with someone once you've hit a certain level, and I think they uh, deal with that. Or at the very least, it's very difficult, mm-hmm. and they, right. they get they get rare, but I I don't know that that's necessary. It's, it's touching on what I think this episode's about and what I want to talk about in a second, but I want to talk about the coffee shop opener first, sure. <laughs> which was which was a lot of, of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, always great to see Sergio Sealy turn yeah. up on television. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, Mark is at this coffee shop, and there's these young guys who are just having a ball, and they are <laughs> just these hipster douches <laughs> who yeah. are just dominating the coffee shop. And I feel like they're being a little bit vindictive, taking all of Mark's chairs. You know, they could have taken chairs from anyone. Yeah, I think they're screwing with him for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. And they're thinking it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Because who's this asshole? You know, I find myself thinking that exact same thing where it's like, uh, like, uh, oh, look at these young, cool kids mm-hmm. who are, like, making fun of me or, and whatever. And then I realize that those young, cool kids are older than me. <laughs> and I'm just being a curmudgeon younger <laughs> than these, these young, hip kids. And I'll never understand their culture. They're... Older than I am. Ooh, these, mm-hmm. these hip I'll never understand their culture. They, <laughs> Man. they were born in the early 80s. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, what are they talking about? Yeah, they had cassette tapes for way longer, those <laughs> jerks. Um, I love how he gets his vengeance, though, afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He kind of rubs it in their noses. Just But it makes him look so pathetic does, to yeah. be like, you know. That he like, cares. Right. I have a famous friend. Slapping the table, slapping the table. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, Ray Romano. Yeah. He also left his empty coffee cup on the table as well. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take care of my trash. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you t- take him a trash for me? Take care of it. Yeah. So he chucks this table at these kids, and he storms off to uh, to do an episode of the podcast, and he's talking to Ray Romano. And, you know, it's so interesting. The post, Everybody Loves Raymond, Ray Romano, fascinates me so greatly. Uh, just because, like, I loved men of a certain age, and, uh, also just when you, when you're that successful, and, you know, all of a sudden you don't have an outlet of that same, like, you know, 20 million viewer base, and you just are a comic who's not doing anything, what happens to you? And I feel like, you know, Marin touches on that a lot, you know, just because he's been doing this for years and years and years, but... The idea of an aging Ray Romano with his sensibility and all the money under under the sun, just wandering around buying sports memorabilia <laughs> and muttering to himself, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's not far off. And I, I don't mean that to be insulting, yeah, just, but just like, you can't be cool every day. I don't know. The Fonz. The Fonz was cool every Fonz day. Fonz was cool yeah, every true, day, but he story, worked fact. at it. He, had, he died young. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's still at it. Henry, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler is, did not die young, yeah. but the Fonz definitely died of a heroin overdose. Yeah. Wow. Yes. He got into that's, hair bands in the middle. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> Just motorcycle. <laughs> that's that's canon, guys. Yeah. yeah. 
Fonz died of a heroin overdose. Yeah, yeah I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was the best really best. interesting the way Ray was portrayed in the show. Mm-hmm. I always like seeing uh, clean comics or like comics that are kind of known for being like family comics. I always love them seeing, seeing them be jerks yeah. and kind of like do dirty jokes. Like he did kind of like a dirty joke in the podcast. And I was, uh, I like it. I like yeah. that kind of Ma- uh, uh, masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, masturbating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's weird hearing him say masturbating. Yeah, right. this is fun. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, yeah that's, I think the format sort of plays into it again, and we're sort of allowed to see behind the scenes. I mean, obviously it's a scripted yeah. mm-hmm. show, so there's limits, pretty extreme mm-hmm. limits. But it's cool that it shows that where it's it kind of makes a point of the censorship and how much that affects what the media actually portrays and what is real. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. And he, and Ray touched on it a little bit too of, I, I felt like I acted like I gave you a lot when I gave right. you absolutely, when I didn't let you in at all. Right. It, yeah. Cause there's a certain mask, like someone that famous has mm-hmm. to put on to just, right. You're trying, you, you're, you're giving the impression me. that I'm giving you everything, yeah. but I'm right. honestly not giving you that much. And yeah. I, I like, I like Mark's counter where it's like doing that in itself gives me a bunch, mm-hmm. which I think, which I think is true. Like how you put on a mask shows you a lot about that person. I agree. Yeah. Uh, now, as you were saying earlier, Jesse, you know, uh-huh. Mark is, uh, he's getting bigger and bigger guests on the podcast. He's finally kind of blowing up. His career is taking off in the first big way that it has in maybe 20 years. Yeah. Or at the very least since Air America went off the air. And, uh, you know, he sees himself, I think on some level, he sees a part of himself in Ray Romano. This mm-hmm. is a guy, uh, we're of a similar age, where we've both been comedians almost all of our lives. And, you know, we both admit, openly that we don't have many friends you know uh he's famous i'm famous <laughs> i have that i have a podcast he came on it you know so of course we have stuff in common and he kind of has a little bit of a guy crush on him you know because yeah. he's yeah. he's cool and he's Definitely. rich and it's, and why couldn't they be friends it's ray romano yeah well, of course he does <laughs> everyone loves raymond everybody uh, everybody everyone. everybody <laughs> you ever hear of a guy who didn't like ray I didn't. You That's tell me about a guy that. who didn't like Ray, I'll kneecap him right now. See, That's they what disappear him. They That's, disappear a guy yeah, who doesn't yeah. like Ray. Yeah. There's disappear. an odd subplot to that entire show. Listen yeah. up. Yeah. Listen <laughs> good. Everybody, uh, all the guys on 6th Street want to let you know, if you don't love Raymond, you better move. Better disappear. Better, you better disappear. <laughs> you better We're going to take Street. a revenge on you. But I don't know. I, it's interesting. I want to open this up to the room. Living, living in Hollywood, do any of you have... Any like famous or semi-famous friends, and is that weird? You know, like uh, uh, Ray on this this version of of Ray is that you see why he doesn't have any friends mm. is because he is kind of a condescending dick who keeps people around so that he doesn't have to do stuff, so that he has someone to bounce whatever he wants to say off of. And so that he can show off the things that he collects. It's a sad life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm like starting to like work on the internet and like now I'm working with these people who like have all these fans and it's weird. Yeah, sure. It's very weird. And like they're talking about like sponsorship deals and like stuff like that. Uh, or like this girl just left and she had all these sponsorship deals and it made everyone all upset. And, I don't know. It's just strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know enough about that culture where I've seen it 
And it is it is very odd to see someone who has to kind of be on all the time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no matter where they are, which it, which in this, it doesn't seem like Ray really buys into that. It seems mm-hmm. like Ray is just Ray wherever he is. But a lot of younger and or less established people in, in that role of celebrity tend to, like, oh, I have to be this person right. all the time. But yeah. I feel like if you meet someone famous and they're cool... Of course you want to be their friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you think you can be their friend. Yeah. Like if you if you meet at Bagley in the Valley, you'd just be like, "Hey, what's up, man? Let's go ride bikes together." <laughs> I would totally be at Bagley's friend. Let's yeah. build a birdhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's let's run a ride a sing- bicycle and like charge up enough to make toast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, everything's going to be photovoltaic from now on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it Mark gets it in his head there's no reason why we couldn't be friends and he kind of softballs this to Kyle uh, and it's always great to see Kyle return I love the character of uh, Kyle the assistant um, and Kyle gets very defensive and territorial um, because you know he's he sees himself as Mark's best friend he's kind of he's uh, projecting on Mark what Mark's projecting on Ray yeah it's multi-layered mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's the oh, chain. Yeah. It's meta. Yeah. yeah. It's the never-ending like, chain of, like, you know, fame and desire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, exactly. I mean, when you're a celebrity, I work sort of uh, – I'm associate producer by day, so I work uh, – have worked with celebrities, and it's interesting to see, you know, how they deal with that. They are at certain points of the day entertaining thousands of people. So you go from that right afterwards, you're in a room with like 10 people – you know, you, your body gets so many endorphins and, and such a natural high from that. It's like, how do those people fulfill that the rest of your day? I mean, mm-hmm. if you went from on stage, if you're a musician, so, so to speak, you're performing for thousands of people screaming for you. Mm-hmm. And then you step off stage. And if you're married, you go to one person. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a, an interesting dynamic where they have such huge shoes to fill, um, you know, puts a lot of pressure on the, on the relationship and, and Sort of, we see that with the assistance, that mm-hmm. tight knit relationship is sort of a lot to take. And it's the I found the more money someone makes, the more people there are around them whose job it is to just keep them in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So that like a couple of the comedians I know, one of the one of the most innermost things I've ever heard was that's that's funny, right? That they don't. That aside from going out on stage and playing it, they have no like they're in their bubble full of people who are just like, no, no, that's hysterical, right? Where yeah. like they need someone who's just like, oh, use some work. Exactly. There's so many yes men, and th- and that's all because they want something from mm-hmm. you. They want to be liked. I mean, not everybody gets starstruck, but it is still mm. pretty cool to to see someone that you know. I mean, we get this right. familiarity by being around them or seeing them, and so we sort of associate that with a closer relationship, even though we've oftentimes never met them right. when you see someone on the street oh. it's sort of like oh hey there's that person i know them but they obviously do not know I'm you actually really good with faces and i watch a lot of television so every now and again i'll see someone on the street and i'll make that i'll see someone on the street that's on a tv show right. that i watch and i make that face as if like i know them and i have to my brain has to tell me fix your face you don't actually right yeah, exactly. right i'd love to say the hi. roommate it's, from the newsroom yeah. you don't actually know her right yeah Fair enough. I saw her Saturday. Except, except Mark, Mark has a has a no man. Like Kyle is saying no to Mark this entire <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't have a bubble, and even Ray doesn't have a bubble. No, yeah. his, his you know. wife is not a yes woman. Not a no. yes woman. Yeah, no. they both have no people in their lives. Yeah. Uh, so in any case, you know, Mark's like, screw it. I'm gonna just call him and see what's up. And it's like, 
it's it's that awkward kind of call like when when you're calling you know a girl you like and and you want to ask her out and he calls and there's his voice on the phone it's obviously not ray <laughs> the uh, most famous voice the most uh, you know it's People not all good impressions of yeah, me yeah <laughs> like Sandwich. that one yeah. you know if it doesn't sound like that <laughs> you stop but it's it's the assistant and you know mark's immediately regretting it oh god no 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 Ugh, i sound like such an a hole and then ray gets on the phone and mark just says hang out like a dozen times <laughs> yeah um and uh, he's like, you know, it's a little late. He's like, yeah, I understand. He crumples yeah. into nothing. He's like, but I'm free on Tuesday. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. What, uh, what, what are we doing? What, uh, uh, oh, all yeah. right. Already off the phone. He does not He does not care one bit. Yeah. Uh, I've been in that situation before. I'm so much more comfortable asking a girl out than I am, like, asking Talking, to hang, yeah, with, yeah. hang with a bro. Yeah. Like, it's I, weird. I feel, it like is. There's, I feel like there's more online if you hang with a bro, and you know where you stand when you're with a girl. You're yeah. Like, I, right. I'm working I want, towards a goal. I want right. to be with you. That's what I want. Right. With a bro, you're like, I want... I want companionship. I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where the where I stand here. So I, it, I've definitely been in that situation. Well, before. when you're when you're a kid, male friendships kind of develop relatively organically. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then it, it becomes such a, a background skill that you don't have to work on it much. And then you spend, you turn into a teenager, and you spend 10, 15 years developing your, I like girls, I'm going to, you know, Mm -hmm. be able to be confident enough to ask them out and, you know, no longer care what they think and just enjoy being with them. Sure. So then once you finish all that, you're looking around like, oh, wow, where did all my friends go? And you have to relearn how to do that, they and it's way that. scary. Right. They all did that yeah. and then got wives. Exactly. Now they're or now they're wives busy. or girlfriends yeah. or you know whatever. But it's yeah, it's hard. So he brings uh, he brings Ray back to that same coffee shop just to rub <laughs> it in these dudes' faces. Yeah. Um, and he's ta- treating everything Ray's saying like it's gold, and I just feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it's it was pretty really, shameless. It was a really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Uh, well, I love him hitting his hand on the table. That was yeah. hilarious. But, yeah, he's very much so just being that yes man. Like, I want to impress you. Mm-hmm. I. It's sort of like a mandate at that point where it's like you are better than me. And he's sort of like playing into that. And that's why Ray sort of falls into the natural thing mm-hmm. of, of making him do things for him. Yeah. He sort of fits into that profile of you are lower than me socially. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's the not, it's not just different. that. He's desperate to please. When, uh, you know, uh, the the lunch was over, Ray was getting up to go. He was going to go run an errand. That should have been the end of it. It would have been great. Right. But yeah. Mark, yeah. But Mark's desperation is so palpable yeah. that Ray feels bad. You know, he's like, hey, you want to you come with? Uh, come, come, why not? You know, which like thinking about it now, if Mark had carpooled with Ray to the coffee shop in the first place, Ray would have been stranding him anywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before going to to Danny's dugout, Danny's dugout, Dave's dugout, Donnie's dugout, Danny, maybe? the dugout? Dugout. dugout, the sports store, a D, a sports store. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm hoping is a real store, but probably not. Probably not. Right. Um, but uh, the guy who who played the the proprietor of that store, oh, that guy was awesome. <laughs> Perfect, wonderful, deadpan, yeah. like rich loathing for yeah. uh, for Mark. 
I was so pleased. I buy the Kings. I buy the Kings. You realize they're they're not the actual players' jerseys. It was great. Yeah, it's just so effing dry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Well, the scene where Ray's on the phone mm-hmm. and Mark has, like, the bags <laughs> and he's trying to understand Ray telling him to j- put the bags in his car and then Ray throws the keys, <laughs> the keys. nowhere near Mark. Right. This key, that, keys to, like, a pristine Porsche Cayenne. Yeah. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I just love Mark's, like, he's got these two big bags, and then it's pathetic, like, it's locked. It's locked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while he's on the phone. And, uh, yeah, like, he's not, he's like, I I have a career. I have a job. This is my life. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. You're here. Help with that. Just, just <laughs> help me out. If you're, you want to be here, fine. Just, you well, know. Well, it's, Mark's like one of those girls that you had a crush on. Where you're like, your boyfriend does not respect you, and all you want is his respect, and he's not going to give it to you because you want it so badly. Mm-hmm. Mark was, like, so willing to do anything for Ray that there's no way that Ray's going to respect him. Yeah. Because Mark's personality at this point was just based on how Ray was treating him. Right. right. And yeah. I think Ray may have been trying to pull rank a little bit. I mean, he went to, into the store. He knew that he Mark was sort of following him at that point, and, you know, he... Made the decision to buy the two cards that he was debating, and then just impulse buy mm-hmm. the whole shelf. Yeah, I mean, full of just, stuff that he didn't even examine, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just hands him a wad of he cash, just, like knowing he's not going right. to pocket any of that. Yeah, i I don't know if I don't know if he was pulling rank or that. As soon as Mark started acting that way, Ray just kind of fell into right. like this is how yeah, I am autopilot. with everyone else. Exactly. Or I think like, it was just him out. Ray was out having his day, and then he gets that phone call of business mode that he just goes in the business mode and anyone in his life once he's in business mode is just you you better understand this is my life right right well so just buy the whole thing welcome to my car i would i would buy that if not for how he treats mark later on with this Mm. with this whole hockey game um but what i love about this moment with the cash first of all it's absurd he just hands him like you know probably fifteen hundred dollars in cash yeah and uh and Mark, in this moment, this is the perks. These are the perks. This is the cool part. Yeah. You know? Like, I hang out with Ray Romano. He hands me a wad of cash, and I pay for his sports stuff because he trusts me. We're friends. <laughs> uh, not seeing it for what it is. And uh, then Mark stuffs the rest of the cash in his hands. He's like, I got to go. I'm I'm sorry. I'm leaving you. You know, goodbye. And... Uh, it's hard not to feel like kind of a kind of a little whore, yeah. little little yeah. little hoey. Yeah, yeah. Well, for especially sure. since he did accept the money after exactly. that transaction. Yeah. It was like, I got to pay like, for the cab. Yeah. Here's, well, Here's two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd take it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'd give a crap. Well, everyone deserves to feel a little hoary every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Everyone deserves to feel, feel hoary. Or if we deserve it. Deserve but I feel it. like we'd all be in that position. Where I we'd be like, yeah, the I greatest hoary ever, ever told. I'll buy yeah. me a cab home is what I'm saying. Yeah. The never-ending hoary. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> let's yeah. let's um, uh Here's a little hoary about Jack and Diane. Okay. Uh, Ooh, nice. Two American a- kids. Doing the best they can. There's a hoary about a lovely lady. Ooh, ooh, yeah. American horry story. Oh, you got, okay. uh, no, American horror horry. Yeah, oh, it would be sorry. Horror, horror. This oh, is a horry <laughs> of a man named Brady. There we yeah. go. Uh, in any case, um, you know, Mark goes home, and you know, Kyle just rips into him for it. 
uh, because, you know, Ray's obviously treating him like garbage and he's not realizing it. And then Ray calls and Kyle's like, it's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the jilted lover. And uh, Ray's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. And Mark's like, oh, great. You apologize. I knew you were a great <laughs> friend. This is wonderful. Well, no, it's for the uh, National Enquirer photos. Um, somebody really, really loves Raymond. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just Mark looks so, like, sad and pathetic with these big bags. And he's following them around. And, like, he just... I feel like he has never looked older than yeah. <laughs> holding these bags like like a little girl helping out mommy. The thing is, while I was watching that, I was thinking, like, in real life, if that had happened, I'd be like, oh, what a great job. What a great thing for Mark Maron. Now people who are Ray Romano fans <laughs> will like, know all about the crossover. All America will now know who Mark Maron is. Right. And he might get some new fans. Like That's great. Sort of, that but he's be, being known yeah. as Ray Romano's... Assistant bitch. Well, yeah, but but it would it would open him up to him. I'm sorry, market. you're not head bitch. You are assistant. assistant you are you are not head bitch. Yeah. Assistant. You're not HBIC. You are ABIC. You take exactly. notes There's a higher for head and bitch. you're nowhere near the bottom bitch. Yeah, yeah that's true. You want to be bottom bitch. You, you got to put in it. some years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to see some dedication. Uh, we know a lot about pimps, and we really, yeah. yeah. What they don't, As what no culture, one realizes, I think we this do. is just the pimping after show. Yeah, sure. After it's, we yeah. pimp, we talk about it. Yeah, sure. It's, yeah, uh, it's um, cultural education here. People. Okay. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, before we get into uh, the hockey game and all that stuff, I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes, folks. Thank you for downloading the podcast, listening, streaming, watching. You're all the greatest. You know, uh, we here at AfterBuzz TV, we put out between sixty and seventy hours. A free content a week. It's a crazy, staggering amount of stuff. You get it all for free, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Some people, maybe you, out there in the world, wondering, how can I help out this lovely enterprise? I'll tell you. Go to iTunes, rate, review the show. Any show that you uh, watch or you download or you listen to for AfterBuzz TV, and I'll tell you why. Every time that you rate and review a show, it makes our series more searchable on iTunes. It makes it easier for people to find our programming and download it and enjoy it the same way that you do. It's also the best way for us to score sponsors who keep the lights on, who keep the doors open here. They pay for everything so you don't have to. So it doesn't cost you anything. Rate and review the show. We love five star ratings, personally, mm. just because I'm a big fan. You know, That's... more is always better. Yeah, uh, so, so makes the math easy. If you're... Yeah, it's also how we get great guest stars. You know, True. like I am actively, you know, campaigning to try to get Mark Maron on this show. I don't think that's yeah. a crazy thing. But so having yeah. some ratings and reviews to show that we're not some punks <laughs> would really, really help the cause. We are punks, I think. but not some punks. No. We're the punks. Yeah. yeah. Is anyone's mom attracted to Mark Maron? Have we tried that route? I mean, I loved that episode, yeah. and I was so disappointed when she was married, because I thought that she was a great foil for him, but that's yeah. another discussion for another time. Sure. Yeah, Gina Gershon, great. Yes. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, right. she looks great for, I mean... She looks yes. slamming. I would. I would. You would? You would. I would. <laughs> you would? Yeah, of course <laughs> would. I would. Take I think a lot of people take would. Her she out was to a nice movie. For, yeah, like, yeah. I would take her out to a nice... Uh, we go see Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. Yeah. Nice seafood dinner. Never right. call her again. Yeah. 
All right. So, uh, you know, Ray invites Mark over to come watch the hockey game. Now, I may be misremembering, but I think he was saying it in the context of as an apology for the National Enquirer. So it's not because he wants to hang out with him. It's It's as an apology. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's definitely obligated. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, you know, Mark's all excited. He says that he's a big hockey fan. And of course he's mm. he's gonna get caught in it because he's a big dummy, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's not convincing. He doesn't know anything about sports. He doesn't care. He just wants to hang out with Ray because he feels cool, and it's nice to have a friend his own age, um, who isn't Andy Kindler. <laughs> <laughs> not not there's anything wrong with Andy. Kindler. Love Andy Kindler. Love Andy. Kindler. Kindler. He's coming up in a in this season. I was I was worried that it was gonna go in a direction where I'd seen it before, where mm-hmm. it's like. He would get Mark would get called out on how little he knows about hockey, but Ray didn't care at all. Yeah, no, yeah. not one bit. He was going to watch a game today because he had money on it, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, you know if there was a guy around so that he didn't have to get off the couch to get his root beer and his string, string cheese, cheese yeah. it was perfect. It's... The whole time I'm like, but are they fresh mozzarella string cheese? Yeah, I wanted yeah, to know. Have to be. Yeah. I think if it's the Ray Costco Romano, brand. Ooh. I think it's the Costco brand. You get it in bulk. You put it with that. No, I think the, he, that was premium root beer. No, I think <laughs> that was premium root beer. That was at least, that was a Virgil's. That was a Virgil's. Oh yeah, or yeah. Could it could be IFC. Could be IFC. IBC. IBC. IFC. 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 It yeah. was, it was had, a twist. It, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a, twist. a twist. It was a twist. They brought it. No, no, no. The remote in the massive bowl oh, okay. of remotes looked remote. like a bottle opener. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. See so, yeah, that was a bottle opener, mm-hmm. and then oh, no. okay, so not top quality root beer. What, I, what I've gathered from celebrity homes is that everything in that refrigerator was probably gifted because mm, that because yeah. that's the strange injury. Yeah, the strange industry I'm starting to notice is just celebrity gifting. Of we have a brand, we have this brand new type of root beer. Let's right. send cases to Ray Romano's house in hopes that he'll put it in his refrigerator, right. yeah. and not give it away it's, to his friends. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous how much like the more famous you are, oh, the more free stuff you yeah. get. Yeah. Like what that is. I'm so... trying to do that right now with this. Like, uh, there's this thing called Soylent, not Soylent Green, just Soylent. Soylent. Oh right, yeah, it's like the yeah. one it's thing not like, you drink. It's it like and it's, it's everything it's, you it's need. Like, right? uh, yeah, it's not. It, it's basically it's the hypothesis that you don't need food you ju- you can survive on something that's just nutritionally perfect mm. and gives you every nutrient that you could possibly need in a day it's just a pouch and you combine it with water and you blend it up and it's just a thing so i was like I, this is cool what if i uh, am i potentially famous enough that if i do a whole <laughs> month sponsors. of it and vlog it will they send it to me for free i don't know we'll find out we will yeah uh, but i don't know is that wrong I mean, the the idea of Soylent is wrong to me. <laughs> yeah, like Soylent food. green and no good. Yeah. Don't want to be drinking people. You, you could probably convince me, though. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I think the idea of taking away food yeah. altogether, as someone who gets really busy, I kind of like. Yeah. That it's just, like I, meals tend to break up my day. But mm-hmm. when I'm really productive, I'm like, I'd rather just stay just sitting here. Just keep going. Just stay sitting here doing this <laughs> yeah. instead of having to go somewhere and eat and then see somebody. Right. I mean, there's a very big convenience gone. factor. I mean, yeah. we digressed a little bit, but I'll, right. I'll stay on it. I've, I've never well, been, we're trying I've, to get him a sponsorship. Right, of course. Yeah. I've never let's, been let's inconvenienced by a pizza. Like, <laughs> if, I was, if I was typing something and then I, there was a slice of pizza, and I was like, oh, 
But you have to go and get the slice of pizza and right. come back. Oh, and... oh, no, no. Before I start typing, <laughs> I bring the pizza over. Then I start doing my work. And then I've got it right there. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, I've but, thought of every but, uh, angle. Wow. Pizza isn't always open. If you have that pouch just at the ready, right. you're good to go. Anytime. Yeah. All right. I think we need to talk about we'll, we'll, save this, we'll save this for another day. <laughs> yeah. uh, in any to case. Be continued. Yeah. In any case, uh, Ray, he decides he has to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So he pauses. Has to go to the can. He has to go to the can. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, of course. Pauses the game. And I guess Mark's on pause now, too. Uh, and, yeah. like, I don't know. Have you ever have you ever been to a friend's house? It's I like, it's it. really weird. And you're just kind of, like, waiting around. And just, it feel it's just, it feels very dismissive. I, I understand if it's, like, a drama. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you don't want to miss yeah, anything. Yeah. But if it's a game where, like... No one's scoring yeah, it's for a while. Yeah. Right. You don't need to see every minute. If anything amazing happened, you can we'll go it. back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Whenever, I, whenever I'm hosting and something like that happens where like we need to pause or something like mm-hmm. that, I'll just put it on a different thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. DVRs exist so you can like pause something or record something and then put it somewhere else. So yeah. I'll just put it on a different Take show. care of your guests. Yeah. Let yeah. them put their feet up on your table. Uh, that's the side that you don't put feet on. <laughs> yes, specific the side like that's the trimmed with gold. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, he was invited not really as a friend, but yeah. as a favor. Right. It was like, I feel bad. It's mm-hmm. more of that assistant role yeah. again where he was able to leave him just at his house by himself. He's like, well... You'll enjoy this better because you don't get to live at a house that right. is, is this awesome. So you should stay and enjoy the fruits of my labor. Yeah, <laughs> that was a sweet house, though. It was yeah, a sweet was house, true. but it's not, no, it had nothing on the boo house that he had. Oh, the, the, the boo house is great. Yeah, the boo way house. better. <laughs> the, boo. the boo house that in real life is too nice for him to let Marin shoot in. Right, yeah. shoot the actual yeah. TV yeah. show. <laughs> uh, but in in any case, uh, Ray's wife comes home. And she's like, "Well, who are you?" And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Mark Marin. Uh, and she's like, "Ray!" And we're all getting flashbacks to the sitcom. And then uh, she's just like screaming at him, laying into him because he she wasn't supposed to have people there. And now that you know Ray's getting into it with his wife, he knows he's not going to be able to watch the game. You know, it's just like, okay, uh, go play, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's just this very dismissive move. And then Mark's just sitting there watching this game that he doesn't even care about. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Ray and his wife come out in formal wear. And he's like, oh, uh, just just lock up after yourself. Enjoy it. Have a root beer. Uh, see ya. Yeah, it was sort of like the Sorry. parents leaving a kid home. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, there's money to go for, out for dinner. There's money, money for, for pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have been at friends' houses when they've been like, oh, I have to go out and do something. Just hang out at my place. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird. I don't like I don't like hanging out in someone else's place yeah. when they're not there. I, I feel, feel like I'm going to yeah. break everything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to break everything and I feel like someone's going to come back that's not my friend yeah. and they're and they're going to be like who is this imposter? Mm-hmm. What are you why are you here? Yeah. What is right. this? You know, and then you get sure. attacked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get a brick. I was actually dog sitting for face. someone yeah. 2 weeks ago and it took me 20 minutes and a phone call to figure out how to turn their TV on. Jesus. Like sometimes well. just other people's homes and setups it's like, and you don't want to screw it up. Yeah, like, and yeah. where I was like, I don't want to just mess this up, and then I messed it up. Right. When I, well, yeah, you can't be yourself at someone <laughs> yeah. else's house, especially if they're not there. Like, yeah, when I house sit, like, I always make sure I am gone by the time the family oh, comes. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Like, absolutely. I don't want them to see me, 
like watching their TV and like eating off of one of their right? plates when they come home. You don't from, want them to have to yeah. think about you doing anything in their house. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. you don't want that image in their head. It, it, I, it's I just uncomfortable. That, I wouldn't want like that a image in my ghost. head. Just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like a <laughs> just child would, ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you doing in my house? Nothing, child ghost. It was fine. I, I'm not, I don't believe you. I, I, I left some dishes in the dishwasher, but they're not there anymore. I, I, I emptied your dishwasher, child ghost. I, I, I thought you'd appreciate that. I'm sorry. I, I don't appreciate doing things aren't where I left them. With you. you should have just that. You could have called and asked me. You have a ghost phone? <laughs> I have a ghost phone. My phone number is three zero three two five seven. I mean, we can catch those last four. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we had a we had a child ghost come through, and then, and then that happens. That happens. Can we explain uh, the origin real quick? Do you recap for the do, listeners? Do you use Spirit Wireless? Hey, spirit Wireless okay. gives me the best deal without contract. Okay, that makes sense. Most places. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. What? Okay. Mom, <laughs> child, mom, ghost. <laughs> All right. In, in any case, us. in <laughs> any case, I'm impressed. Wrapping it up, he goes back. He makes up with Kyle. Perfect Aren't segue, we by the happy? Way. Aren't we happy? These two uh, making up. Uh, Kyle feels bad though because he's been directing people to these National Enquirer photos all day long. Hmm. And scene. <laughs> okay. Predictions time. Predictions. Yes. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Jesse, you just broke your predictions Caesar light uh, <laughs> cherry there. You alright? Oh, everyone can see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, yeah. not some child okay. ghost trying <laughs> yeah. to wreak havoc. Okay, so okay, that is good. a thing where they, you don't tell anybody? Right. <laughs> you just do that yeah. to see how they react. So, uh, we saw from the preview a mm-hmm. uh, few things from next episode. First of all, uh, Mark and Jen are in counseling. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. which, again, uh, art imitating life. Uh, you know, Mark at one point on his podcast was talking about he was going to therapy the first time and getting diagnosed, um, you know, with, uh, in- generalized anxiety disorder, uh, not otherwise specified, I believe. Wow. Is the actual diagnosis. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a whole big thing. So it's exciting. To think about Mark and therapy and, and what that's going to expose uh, about him. Looking, <laughs> Jesse, I'm sorry. Looking <laughs> at your eyes down on the table, the reflection, your face upside down, your eyes yeah. look crazy. Oh, they are crazy. Yeah, yeah. they are You've never looked crazy. Not upside uh, down. Okay. You give me a flashing light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so we got that going on. Jen's also in, in therapy. And we got Dave Keckner uh, taking a, a deuce. In uh, in Mark's backyard, yeah, yeah, uh, really excited to see that, scene yeah, yeah, and how that plays out. I feel like Dave is just kind of the perfect, like his yeah. clown is kind of like the perfect counter to who Mark is. One hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, I've, I'm really looking forward to seeing those two kind of interact and right. seeing like it's like Mark- inconsiderate sweet meeting yeah. inconsiderate insular sad. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I really hope he plays sort of a similar character to Champ in Anchorman. Oh, like sure, that sort yeah. of belligerent uh, like, personality, I think, would be hilarious, sort of, to Mark Maron's soft, you know, um, sort of sonder approach at, at comedies. Have you ever seen uh, Dave Keckner do improv? I have not. Not it's, live. It's, uh, the, greatest. Have, yeah. it's, it's great. the greatest. It's the greatest. 
Yeah, it's not. Excellent. It's not what you. He doesn't kind of play like the blowhard every time. Like mm-hmm. he, he's a great improviser. He's How wonderful. much of this yeah. show do you guys think is improv? Not a lot. I don't think. Yeah. I, I would I, maybe some of the interview portion. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if Mark is comfortable with like yeah. a bunch of improv on a show. Yeah, I don't think he would allow it from from others, but I think they probably shoot a lot. Of, I mean, his podcast segments, yeah. he definitely, I think, plays the same way. I mean, obviously, podcasts are not – they're meant to feel like it's a live mm-hmm. radio show, but obviously, you know, they edit the content. Right. And that's what makes them good for that short period of time, or uh, otherwise you'd have dead airspace and – yeah. That being said, I feel like if Ray Romano was like, I I want to say this line instead, right? I don't yeah. think anyone's saying no to him. Right. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they probably try a few things, right. and sure. and yeah. obviously you yeah. have to one edit take, it down. They just to, do one take per right. Scene. Yeah, just everybody right. nails it right off the bat. All right, folks. Uh, I think I think we get, we're going to wrap it up here just because right. we're we're coming up close on midnight. Sweet, uh, and we oh, all have yeah. to get home to empty apartments. Yep. Uh, so in any case. Uh, Jesse Klein, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, you can follow me at JessKlein1 on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Great. And uh, Steve? You can follow me at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Okay. Gotcha. And J.B. Zimmerman. At J.B. underscore Zimmerman. Okay. And you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find all my videos for AfterBuzz TV and SourceFed on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. Uh, other AfterBuzz shows, Mad Men, I got Under the Dome coming back soon, uh, Halt and Catch Fire starting June 1st. A uh, bunch of great stuff this summer. And Playing House on USA, great comedy series. If you're not watching it, please do. It's a delight. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Well, we have to Buzz explain. Buzz, see you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.